Welcome to Real Dupes. I'm Drew, and I've seen a lot of movies. I'm Brian. I'm Joe. And we haven't seen nearly as many movies as Drew has. Yeah, so what we do in this podcast... This one? Yeah, this one. Cool. Because it's a movie podcast. Mm -hmm. What we do is, uh, essentially, we end up watching movies that have some sort of cultural significance to pop culture, that have influenced other movies, uh, etc. And Brian and Joe watch them with me for the very first time. And before we watch them, they make guesses about what they think this movie's about. So the cool thing about today is this is our second subcategory episode. So hmm. even though this is something you guys have never seen, it still hasn't hit the mark yet of having a pop culture significance yet. I truly believe this film will become a cult classic um, in the next few years and have a much bigger following. It's slowly developing it. Um, but our subcategory today is called Lost in the Shuffle, when mm. great movies miss the mark Mm, um and in this circumstance today we're going to be watching um the just i don't want to i'm trying to think of the best word to say it but it's going to say like not groundbreaking is it I mean, no. Phenomenal. I would say so. I would say all of those things. But no, what we'll say is that this is um um everlasting. How about that? That has to tie in maybe to the movie. Who knows? (laughs) Um, We're going to watch the 2012 uh, movie Cloud Atlas. This was directed by uh, a combination of the Wachowskis, uh, which were the directing duo that did The Matrix, and also uh, Tom Tucker. He's another... um, I don't know if he's British or not, but he's a European filmmaker. So the three of them directed this movie together. And um, Tucker... I hope I'm really not screwing up his name, um, actually did the score for the movie as well. And this is one of those films that the music in the movie heavily influences the film itself, brings it up another level. That's cool. It's not like John Williams, like you hear the score and you're like, oh my God, this is the perfect track. It's just the music, the score itself, adds another level of emotion into the film. Would you say it's kind of like Usual Suspects where the editor of the movie also did the score? Not to to some degree. I think these when we talk about John Williams and we talk about like um, the Usual Suspects, for example, uh, that score works really well with the movie. And if you hear it, you probably wouldn't now if you heard it again, if I played it for you six months later and said, what's this from? You'd probably recognize it from the like tick, 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 like and you would know John Williams. But this is. Part what I mean by this in the score is that um, when the score actually plays, um, it's not that you're noticing the music, but it heightens your emotion to the okay, scene. Cool. Mm-hmm. There's actually this is uh, unusual to a movie. There is two hours of original score in this film. Wow. Usually, a movie doesn't have that much yeah. score. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wow. score heavy. Really cool. I want you to focus or, or try to pick up on it where it comes in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I don't want to tell you much about it because I don't think you guys know too much. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. There's no very little. Anything. Okay. Yeah, very little? I know if... I, well, I think I know a couple things. We'll find oh, out. cool. Okay, good. Yeah. This is probably one of the most layered films I've ever watched. Ooh. Um, I know people who love it and people who just think it's meh, but 
when they've seen it a second time. If they have, so many things call back to other things that happen in the movie. Cool. It's uh, one of the coolest things. I notice new things almost every time I see it, and I make it a point to almost watch this once a year at least. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's just that cool. All right. So, boys, let's talk. Um, now, do you you want to just go full on crazy? Let's do it. Yeah. Just go on let's full go on blind. Yeah. Okay. Let me start you off then. When do you think this movie takes place? Uh, future, right? I think it takes place in the future. So from the little bit that I know about it, uh, there are like, mm, I, I believe it's one of those movies where like multiple stories are happening. Oh, uh, cool. So I, Ooh, I can I, see that being layered. Yeah. Continue. Mm. Right. So I think that like all the time, <laughs> I don't think it, like, I think it yeah, like, okay, takes okay, place cool. all the time. Yeah, all the time. So what you're saying is not necessarily all the times, but it takes, it's a movie takes place throughout time. Yes. I like that. To me, I would consider like, that I think we'll get some future. Well. future. Yeah. We'll yeah. absolutely like, get there's future. Gonna be future. Yeah. Past. And, and we'll be get past. present. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Maybe it gets mixed into like alternate realities. Yeah. Like alternate timeline stuff. Awesome. Okay, cool. So what else do you know? Or do you think you know? Like little like, bits that you think you know. Uh, Tom Hanks plays like a hundred different people. Oh, shoot. Okay, cool. What is it? Wait, literally a hundred? Uh, no, maybe. Inf- he could play like an infinite, infinite number of, of people. But like realistically, for the for the film itself, how many people do you think Tom Hanks plays? Seven. Oh, I was gonna say eight. Yeah, this is good. Seven or eight. Eight. So seven or eight different roles. Yeah. Um, My different process, roles like with like a speaking line we might yeah, see sure. him in more roles that fair. like okay. we don't get to like really mm-hmm. learn about is but... Tom Hanks playing the same character yeah Tom Hanks or no, is he, like is he playing himself through different times or is he playing actually different oh. people through time oh ooh I think alternate realities I'm so go same character reality different thing. realities yeah like like not really different realities but like different like, like, uh, same character, but decided to go left instead of right on that fork at one oh, point that's in their life. So it's like not actually a different person. It's just like, uh, it's the same person. They just chose a different, it's so, a diff- different branch of the same timeline. So almost like people's decisions or Tom <clears throat> Hanks's decisions in this movie affect yeah. what happens in the movie. Yeah, totally. Like butterfly effect. Yeah. So I'm thinking of, um, like reincarnation. Yeah. So and like karma and stuff like that. Like yeah. what you do in one life affects the the next life. Cool. Um, and Cloud Atlas as a title, I feel like sort of hints at that, like a map to the uh, afterlife. Yeah. And you're sort of mapping out what happens in the afterlife based on your the the interactions and the things you do in this one. But the other thing that sounds really interesting to me with Cloud Atlas is it sounds like a technological company. Yeah. More it so does. than like a religious or human thing. Right. It sounds like it's almost like a man-made afterlife. Like kinda a program. Like, kind of like San Junipero in uh, yes. Black, Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if like it's a, like it plays on the concept that humanity is a, a computer program Ooh, yeah. and that it has a limited number of like skins. And so like it just like Tom Hanks keeps popping up because it's like, I'll just keep putting this person through this simulation at different points throughout this program called humanity. Uh, and that's what like Cloud Atlas does. 
So like it's a better Serenity. Yeah, because it's not a video game. The concept. Spoilers of, yeah. for Serenity. Um. Yeah, it's it's not a video game. It's literally if there's an advanced being trying to create some sort of simulation, they would create us. We're just nothing more than a computer program. So we didn't create it ourselves. It's more like an advanced being that created it. I don't know if we ever know. Okay. I don't know that they'd like answer that in this movie. Yeah. Okay. It feels like a a, a very 2012 thing to do yeah, would okay. be to not tell you that, to not give you all the answers. Mm. Yeah. Like I can if see the that. Matrix was made in the in the mid 2000s, they'd hint at it all being a computer program, but they wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't tell. They you. wouldn't reveal you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. They'd leave you that cliffhanger. Like the whole movie would be him in normal life being like, "I think I'm in a computer program." Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um. Any guesses to what um, might happen in these alternate realities? If it's a question of like what, if it is a simulation thing and it is about like morality in some way, I think we'll see him be a good person and mm. a bad person and a useless person. Like has no impact on society or other people, and and his decisions he makes in certain realities affect the next or the previous, you know, reality. So yeah, if he's a I think bad you said person, butterfly yeah. effect. I think maybe we'll even get some of that too, where it's like what he does here. Yeah, uh, you'll be able to see that reflect in future yes. simulations. Yeah, yep, yep. that'd be cool. Is Tom Hanks the main character? Uh, I think. He is like one of the main characters. Like he, like if he was nominated for an Oscar, it would be best actor, not supporting actor. So is that a main character? Yes. Does that constitute yeah, a main that character? Would. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's a main character, not the main character. I think there are other characters that like, like it's kind of like a love with. actually type of situation. Yeah. <laughs> so just to let you know for love actually though, everyone in that movie would be considered a supporting character. There's no one who's like a main. Correct. They're all support each other. Yes. Okay. Do you need to have like a certain amount of lines to? No, like, you just essentially the... you you have to be the um full the full frontal character okay. to be the main character. Yeah, so most okay. movies, if you have an ensemble of everyone eating scenery and doing a great job, if everyone's doing the same work. Everyone's a supporting character. Essentially, hmm. if you uh, this is like the irony of the Academy Awards. You look at um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Leo and um, Brad Pitt's characters are supporting characters, but they th- they threw Leo as the lead. They tried to get Leo best actor nod when he if they had put them together in the same category, they would have canceled each other out. Someone else would have won, uh, interesting. Um, in a sense, because they would have split uh, the votes. Yeah. Yep, so yep, they yep. threw him in the lead actor. And I, this is, again, hearsay. I don't know. I'm not in the Academy. Yeah, yeah, but that's what you see happen on movies where people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not share. in the Academy. No, not yet. <laughs> You've been leading us in all these movies. What are we even doing here? <laughs> um, I think there's going to be a resolve at the end where there's only one like reality that's going to be like remaining. I think it's going to be very chaotic with all the alternate realities. Oh, and it's cool. almost going to be like an unfair life and it's going to resolve into just one destiny i guess not one destiny but like one reality for the characters okay. like it's gonna it's 
going to kind of like all tie in and they're going to dissolve the program or whatever it is to make it like a fair single reality. I don't know. Okay. I think we're going to get Tom Hanks in space again. Oh, cool. Wait, uh, again. I don't know what I'm referencing. <laughs> You're referencing Apollo 13. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to get him in space. Okay. And it'll be a little nod to Apollo 13, but also like... Who doesn't want Tom Hanks? Maybe space? we'll get other nods to his movies. Like oh. Maybe he'll like run with a hat at some point, oh. <laughs> like Forrest Gump. And he's like, oh, like, God damn it, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> there's a snake in his boot at some point. This is like little references to all of his movies he's done. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's like, hey, anybody want some uh, hot cocoa? Some hot chocolate? It's uh, hot, hot. No? Polar Express? Is that not Tom Hanks? <laughs> that is. No, that is. It's been a long time. <laughs> okay. It's just been a long time. Okay, cool. Um, let me just say, is that what he says in Polar Express? There's a whole song with like hot, hot, hot chocolate, hot, hot, and it's horrifying. Yeah, the book was better. The book wasn't. Yeah, there's something about Polar Express animation that's a little scary. The whole thing is very scary. I mean, you guys got to give it some credit. It's like the birth of um, of mocap. Oh, cool. It's at its like worst form but that's essentially like that was the first full feature movie of mocap i think okay that's cool well, you the don't first, have to like, get it that much credit but i mean it's like the first major movie that was like like it was all mocap that's good that's cool motion capture so they're, just, they're getting credit for being the first people to do a bad job at something but at the time that was really good it's just because it's the only job at it yeah, but no, like at the time it was really good. It's like saying right now, like you look at Tron, Tron's graphics were horrible, but it was the first movie that used like major computer graphics throughout the movie. And people were like, oh my God, at the time. But now you look at it and you're like, like I can make something better on paint. Hey, way to go. You tried something. Yeah, see, it's like exactly. It's like that piece of art that was like a banana taped to a wall or something. Yeah. And that's uh, the future. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> yeah. It was just like the first time someone did that. Fruit so on walls. Like, oh, shit. Oh, we All never right, thought guys. of putting real stuff on walls before. We only thought of putting paintings on walls. We could just put real stuff up there. We don't have to paint so, that bowl of fruit. We can just tape it to the wall. We are going to just double check. How, yeah, let's see. Do you have any other guesses you want to go? Oh, do we know any of the other uh, actors in this or actresses? Uh, I guarantee you will recognize. Um, so is Arnold in this? Almost one? all. Of them. He could no, be. not almost all, of them, but you'll recognize a bunch of them. Uh, I can't guess any. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna throw some names: Harrison Ford, Emma Stone, oh, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> okay, Spider Man. It's a lot of Spider Man stuff. Yeah, uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Molina. Alfred. Alfred Molina. No, okay. his, his brother's his in brother this one. Okay. Molina, um, uh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Okay, you're, yeah. you are thinking of Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. So you're only naming Spider-Man James, James characters Franco. at this point. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. J.K. Simmons. At this point, I think we're pretty much at the point where we're ready to just do a quick overview. Yeah, yeah. What Michael our, Keaton. What our thoughts okay. are. We've got future, multiple stories throughout time. Okay? Mm-hmm. Alternative realities? Question mark. Okay. Tom Hanks plays seven or eight different roles with speaking parts. He could be in many more where he doesn't talk, but he is at least speaking seven to eight times. You know, every time you read these, I'm like, huh, I did say that, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> um, he will be playing the same character in different realities. Yeah. Butterfly effect? 
-hmm. What you do in one life affects the other, which actually isn't the butterfly effect really at all. But uh, it's more like time travel. Yeah. And and like a, or like a karma thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like what you're saying. Um, Is the cloud Atlas a computer program? Is it like Skynet? (laughs) Is it a simulation? The matrix. Maybe advanced beings possibly created it, but we won't find out because that's so 2012. <laughs> I bet we'll get like a little tie-in reference to the the Matrix, mm. the same directors, right? Yeah. Ooh. Um, this is going to be about morality. We're going to see Tom Hanks be good in one, bad in the other, but all of the, the decisions that are made have effects on the next Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. T. Hanks is one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. There will be resolve at the end, like one reality wins out. T. Hanks in space. Yes. We're going to get a nod to space him in Hanks. space and hopefully get nods to his other movies. There will be a hot chocolate mention. <laughs> and according to Joe, lots of other famous Spider Man actors. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, or, or one of them. As always, there is 100% a Marvel connection with one of the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a current James Bond connection with one of the actors. Um, there, Daniel Craig. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's like the most famous one, but no, no. Um, <clears throat> so I want you to look out for that. Couple things to let you know. This movie has been the. It's based after a book. Um, oh. I feel they made improvements from the book. Um, the author David Mitchell is actually in this movie as a small part. I'll point him out cool. uh, when he walks by. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you? Based after a book, and it was considered to be unfilmable. That's what I was going to say. Oh. Unfilmable movie. Um, I think. This was a success. Critically hailed. It actually got a 10-minute standing ovation at the Toronto Film Festival. Wow. Uh, And I'll tell you some more stuff after we watch it. You guys ready? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's watch Cloud Atlas. Let's go. (laughs) She was like, no, 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 no. Oh, man. I missed it. Oh, it's rated R? I saw Halle Berry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I saw some guy with a top hat. Wait, I saw Tom are we watching Hanks X-Men? with like marks all over his face. <laughs> Alexa, turn off the living room. Like it almost looks like like rice was like glued to his face. <laughs> what? <laughs> rice was glued <laughs> to his face. Okay. Alright. So this is again, it's a movie we gotta pay attention to rice on his face. So what's up with this leprechaun? <laughs> Um, what is this leprechaun? He's essentially fear itself. Okay. Georgie, old Georgie is is the, your version of fear. And is he trying to stop Tom Hanks from getting to his lucky charms? Yes. It's like James Bond. Mm. He's so good. Is that the James Bond reference? <laughs> no, uh, Robert Frobisher, the young guy in the 36, he's the new Q who gives Bond his gadgets. Oh, yeah, he yeah, also yeah. voiced Paddington in the Paddington movies. Aww. Nah, that's the chair someone would be sitting in. That's totally like the spinny chair. Oh, no shit! <laughs> Why is he not in the wicker chair? That's where you belong! <laughs> 
Because it's 2012, Brian. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> They're <laughs> over the evil chair motif. That's actually 70-something. They're right in the heart of the chair motif. <laughs> like... Did you ever watch that show Gargoyles as a kid? Korea. Yeah. He's the voice of Goliath. Oh, team. shit. That's Keith me. David. <laughs> Super <laughs> fact for you guys. So close He's got that gargoyle voice. Yes. Which you can watch on Disney+. Plus. I wouldn't be here. Ding. <laughs> Joe, I wish we had some high chews today. No. Man, I'm sorry. I'm high chewless. I know, man. It makes every movie great. Mm. I'll bring them next time. Tomorrow. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Oh, so the Soylent Green reference earlier was some yes! foreshadowing. So the, the what we saw earlier? The Soylent Green reference earlier where Timothy was trying to escape the first time and he was yelling at the old people, Soylent Green is people. And that's what this revolution is about. To, to, they're, they're, the people are saying that these are people too, regardless if they're fabricants cloned or not. Yeah. Oh fuck! Every story that they've been featured as main characters and some as not, they have always been together through time. They're destined. Oh, gives me the chills. Guys, what did you think of the movie? Oh, sorry guys, I just woke up. Um, it was crazy. I had this weird fever dream where uh, <laughs> Hugh Grant and Tom Hanks were hanging out in space and shit. And they all, had all right, you guys tattoos. ready to watch? Yeah, you guys ready to watch Cloud Atlas? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I liked it. Yeah, cool. I thought it was really great. Um, I'm still confused. Like, I almost totally. wish we were recording this reaction thing tomorrow so I could sleep yeah. on it. Dude, you can totally, we can take carve out uh, five minutes tomorrow to be like, what did you think? Yeah. Movie, but what did you think just with it ending? I thought um, it was like eight movies. Yeah, it totally yeah. was. And some Absolutely. of them I wanted to see more of and yes. some of them I saw enough. Yeah, true. Oh, totally. No, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and and I, I think... I think you kind of need a, a minor explanation of what you're about to see going into this film because we That's, were like super over, open-minded going yeah. into it. We knew nothing. Right. We started watching it and I just got so confused in the thir first like 30, 45 minutes that I, I wasn't paying attention to the right details. That's totally right. cool. And that's when, where I got a little bit lost, but I did, yeah, I did yeah. really like the movie. I was I like, I need up, to pay attention to everything, but I was like, I need a notepad. You know, like, <laughs> I need to yeah, like jot yeah. down like, okay, uh, yeah. wait, so if that guy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when the movie came out a first trailer came out and it was like it was more like hey this is based after this book right yeah. and then like a month before it came out warner brothers released a five minute trailer oh my god to actually be like seriously guys there's a lot in here like yeah, yeah. it was really like a and i remember watching like a warning it, and i remember <laughs> seeing it and i was telling Kristen, I was just like, I have no idea what this movie is going to be about. I just feel like I have to watch it. Yeah. And I sat there the whole time and I sat there and I was just like, first that opening scene, it's meant, it, it shows you almost the ending of almost, or it's like, yeah, it, I thought that was interesting. You, and it was, yeah. I didn't get it until like yeah. halfway through. And it shows And that's the one thing that, um, Timothy Cavendish says is in his, in his inner monologue is hold on with me. It will make sense or we'll thread this through, but you, you, this is important for you to know for the start. Right. And 
it sets up this thing where you're like, well, wait a second. One dude's about to shoot himself. One mm-hmm. girl's like, what she's talking about, someone was killed for some detail. Yeah, it's not quite yes. the ending. It's like almost the ending. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. a really interesting way to leave you just before right. a movie starts. Yeah. So so there was a lot of reincarnation in this movie sure. like as plot points. So yeah. they didn't address any of that in the book? Like, no. So No. So was the reincarnation, like, like, like the words... That she was the her her words are true. Yes, those yeah, are the yeah. from the script, uh, or from the book. From the book, and yeah. same with the language David Mitchell created yep. for the the Big Isle future. They uh, that was kept cool. that exact same dialect. Uh-huh. So, so when they created this movie, did they just select some characters from the book that were going to happen to be like the same? person did they just like decide themselves or did the book I actually think, outline no the book doesn't outline that really? at least not well enough in my opinion wow. um okay so i think the, working with david mitchum and putting together this vision that's why another it's another extremely visual movie and it's yeah. a very uh amazing way to convey that main message that's right. the, the messages in the book the things we do work like we they affect us in the future so what a better way to show that on screen is literally show the things that they've done affects their past and future lives their decisions yeah um and then another thing i think i noticed the last time i watched it the the author i knew he came out of the rebels area and he made the eye contact with with her with sony but it wasn't until like the last one or two times i watched it that he's part of the government that 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 kills her right there he's there mm-hmm. he's probably like this rebel informant he's general hux in uh <laughs> like infiltrating or, right. or providing oh, information so it's like a little background story that like you that don't need you to don't know anymore about but know. but you can just see this guy here and you see him here and yeah. you're like wait wait like what why yeah what yeah, make yeah. it up yourself yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter but it's freaking nuts <laughs> Um, I can see how this was like an impossible, like it was viewed as like an impossible movie to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can see why it hasn't gotten like enough credit. Cause that was hard to watch. <laughs> I had to think a lot. You did. And, and at one point you said, Oh, I wish we had subtitles. Cause yeah. Totally subtitles have been really great during this, especially the second, the first scene and the second scene or the first scene and the last scene. Cause you're getting the straightforward 1860s dialect. And then you're getting the future speak. future speak, which I mean, there's it's Kevin from the office. It's every time you hear it, though. <laughs> why well, say why well, say a lot word when few word do trick? <laughs> it's sort of. Yeah. Right. When you when you listen to it, though, you hear the things they're saying because it's cutting words where we know like time for supping. Supper, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And she says like "paps" instead of "perhaps." Yeah, "paps." In context, um, you can figure out those words, yes. but without it, like the first time we hear that dialect is it's just Tom Hanks in the beginning in talking. The beginning, and yeah. I'm like, "The fuck is this guy saying?" <laughs> no, and the I agree. Fuck, is he saying the right first now? Time, and I only picked up a couple of key terms. I thought it was prehistoric, but then I didn't understand why yeah. he was talking that right. way. Right, yeah, but yeah. think of that too. How accurate would that be too if? We're talking a hundred years after a nuclear fallout and we're all separated and there's no technology linking us. Uh, we're going to recreate our own languages yep. from scratch, but we're going to use the commonly known words, only. the things that we know. <laughs> right. And the only things that continue on. So like the cannibals 
don't really have a vocal language. Right. Because they're just cannibals at this point. <laughs> yeah, that seems weird, though. They don't have the word of so many. They it's don't been have a hundred winters, right? Hundred winters after the fall, but we don't know when that group, that cannibal groups, came up. There could have been warring. There could have been other things. They're on an island as oh, well. We also separated. don't know how long they're like living too. Like you figure, yeah. the first few years has got to be rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're like your average lifespan's got to be like what twenty, <laughs> and then like yeah, yeah, yeah. You got like a couple yeah. generations in before you're living beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know. And then you get a couple generations with some people who never like learned very much. You could probably get to that pretty quick. <laughs> I don't know. That was wild. I, I also think the other thing that's interesting, beyond being like the impossible movie to make, I also thought it was really interesting how each like mini story mm-hmm. had its own sort of like filmography, like its own like style of movie that it was. Yes. Like there was oh, the yeah, sci-fi totally. movie, there was the yes. mystery movie, there was the period piece, there was the post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Like it, they each had their own like tone. Tone and flavor. Yeah. 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 Even the like uh the seventies one was a very nineteen seventies mystery yeah. novel. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh which it referenced itself. I thought that was really clever. Which one is your least favorite story? The first time, I'll tell you before you tell it, the first time I watched it, Timothy Cavendish was my least favorite. Hmm. Okay. And as I've watched it more, I find it to be so much more fun and exciting. Even the music <laughs> is different for it. It's yeah. So, it's a heist. It's a heist. It's yes, a prison it's escape. It's literally a heist. <laughs> um, I love the ending of it. Always have. But when, when he's in there, I've always, I remember being like, eh, okay. Uh, but every time I hear it, like, it just, it makes me excited. I just like it. Um, but yeah, it's there again. Some of these stories you don't need any extra on. Yeah. Which one would you say is your least favorite? Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. He's like, cause they all are. Oh no. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to the rating yet. No. Um, oh. I think for me, the, the like 1800s one. Okay. The first one, but it's only because sure. like I, not a huge fan of like period movies that like take place in the, I don't know why. Okay. Like it's my least favorite. As soon as we get into the 1800s, I'm like, Oh, come on. <laughs> cool. It's not okay. even like cool stuff. It's you just so what? boring. I, I was actually going to say the same only because <laughs> can't wait like, to get shit on Twitter. For- like the, <laughs> like the period pieces are, they're always super well done, but it's also like, this isn't how this isn't how people necessarily acted. Like it's always over, like way overdone how we interpreted how they behaved and acted. And I feel like sometimes it's, I don't know, just even just like the language they spoke feels so inaccurate sometimes that I'm like, is this really historically accurate or is it just is it just what we really think it was? I don't know. There's no I way mean, of knowing what it was really. I mean, we have books that are from that time where they're using the language. They, oh yeah, they no, spoke, no, no, you know language, what I mean? sure, but like but, I don't know, some things that just look so like overdone, sure, or like overdone. inflection that people use when they speak. Totally, and stuff totally. Like that. It's just totally. like it just seems so much like a, I'm just watching a play. I'm just watching like a stage. And yeah. Seems now so here, silly. good sir. Yeah, yeah. Like like watching Hamilton is more believable, like in terms of like accuracy of certain things. I don't know. What was your favorite story? Uh, oh, post-apocalyptic always gets me. I love a good post-apocalyptic story. And especially one like that, where we're getting so many of the details from before mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily about... Like, a lot of post-apocalyptic stories are, like, set in post-apocalyptic like times, and then, like, 
some flashbacks to like what made it happen. And I don't give a shit what happens. Mm. Give me like what the culture and the people were like before. I want that. And like, in a way, if that was the main story, then there's like so much world building happening with the seven other stories. Yeah. So it made that so much more interesting, I think, to me. And it's always cool to see like someone's take on what that would look like. And like you get a little bit of the future tech and a little Mm -hmm. bit of how the civilization divides. I thought it handled that differently than I've seen before. Nice. And that in and of itself, like I wanted more of that. That was cool. Um, I'm going to go with, so I really liked the like style and mystery of the seventies one. Mm, Cause nice. it was very, yeah. it was very mysterious. I yeah. still actually don't know what happens in that story. Um, or how, like, I, I don't really know how it, what it's talk. I don't, I don't know what's happening in that story. But I. But it's my favorite. But it's my favorite because. It's a cool style. Um, yeah, the style, and it was like I, I wanted to know what was happening. I wanted to know mm-hmm. how they were gonna, you know, continue on, and it kind of kept me on the edge of the seat. And I also really liked shout out to the '30s, the 1930s yes. one, mm. just because I love Scotland and um, I liked all the little references in there, and they showed Edinburgh and they showed the Scott Monument, so I like that. That cool. one's uh, my favorite story in general for uh, Robert and uh, Vivian Ayers and Sixsmith. Um, to me, it was probably the most like probably one of the more powerful like love stories, though. I did like the the love story between that from the soul and that theirs and how they, they lasted throughout. But yeah, um, everything he he did, you know, his letters to six Smith and also the fact that he kept those letters yeah. and read them. But to me, again, one of the more powerful love stories in the whole movie, um, the actors, um, um, James Darcy and, um, Oh, I can't, I feel terrible. I can't remember his name, but uh, the guy who played, uh, Frobisher, uh, Ben Wisha, they never spoke to each other on screen once. Oh, Interesting. Wow. Their entire story. But how well did, did you feel like they knew each other? Yeah, how well was, cool. was their connection? Uh, Another funny. detail, right? Uh, they cool. never spoke to each yeah. other on screen. He gave him a kiss. He took off out the window and it was just letters. And the next time they saw him in person or that they, that he, they actually connected in person. He was already dead. There is like a bummer trope in like movies and, and in books, I guess I was reading something about it before how very often like with, um, like LGBTQ love stories, Mm -hmm. they don't end up together. Like it's a very popular trope to be like, and then they died and they didn't ever get to be in love and together and have a happy ending. Like they don't ever get happy endings. And, and so I was like watching this. I was like, Oh cool. Oh, nope. (laughs) But we tell you right in the very beginning that it's oh, not going to right, work. right, yeah. But no, and sense, it's nothing against the movie. It's yeah. just it does follow that like trope, which I guess is a pretty like that's a bummer that that happens a lot mm-hmm. in. Yeah, you could say it's almost like a romantic tragedy kind of trope that just happens to fall. Yeah, especially hard because you can't let you can't let the gays get together. <laughs> no. You can't let them be together and be happy. Well, everyone in this movie also dies. Well, yeah, everyone dies. Last, yes, I'm saying, like, <laughs> and, but in dies. every story, essentially, every character, every main character, except in Timothy not Grandpappy and Grandpappy. Yeah, those are the only ones. Grandpappy makes it. Timothy Cavendish, scar. he makes it, and he meets up with Ursula, 
and we get uh, Grandpappy. Oh, I know, Ursula. Um, so the other thing is that uh, this is probably, this is one of the uh, most expensive and independent films ever made, clocked in with a budget around $146 million. Jesus. Global wow. worldwide gross, about 130 Oof. Oh, lost it. Sorry, Warner Brothers. You lost a little money. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're going to lose to Disney eventually anyways. Disney will own everything. Yeah, they will. And then, and then Disney will start to make the Harry Potter universe. And oh, be that'd amazing. be so cool. But oh, anyway. No, it's already- um, so we'll go over really quick here our uh, guesses. So... Future, multiple storylines, throughout time, alternative reality, question mark? Yeah, I give you that. I would say future. There was a couple future stories that was throughout, all throughout time. Right. Um, I suppose you could argue multiple realities, but it really doesn't quite work. Yeah, it was one reality. Um, Yeah, yeah. we were thinking, I think, like multiple outcomes from the same mm -hmm. situation, and that, that really didn't happen. No. Tom Hanks plays seven or eight different roles. Yeah, he did did do that. He's the same character in different realities. Mm, No, not not really. This is the butterfly effect. Like what you do in one life is going to affect the other. Well, we described that. It is like what you do in one life affects the other. It's not the butterfly effect, but it is exactly that. Um, is the Cloud Atlas a super computer program or a simulation? No, it's it's just a it's a musical score, uh, or <laughs> it's the uh, orchestra. Yep. Um, is this uh, simulation created by advanced beings? No, we don't know. No, that. we we Nobody do know. That. We do know it's not the Matrix and it's not a simulation. Um, the movie does not give any hints that that's a possibility, but. There are more advanced people on off-world colonies that yeah, uh, we yeah. don't see, but we hear about. Mm. Uh, morality. It's going to be about uh, the good and bad decisions and how what effects they have. Yeah, that totally. was definitely what this yes. was. Uh, T. Hanks is the main character. He's one of the main one characters. One of the main characters. We did talk about it being a Love Actually situation, and that's absolutely what this was. So but. many characters. Yes, a lot. In fact, one from Love Actually, Hugh Grant. Oh, he's yeah, the right. prime minister. Um, there's going to be resolve at the end. There's only one reality that really happens. Uh, yeah, there's one reality. Yeah, there's one reality <laughs> that happens. The whole movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tom Hanks in space. Yeah. We don't see the space travel, but he had to do it to mm-hmm. get to the new planet. So that, that totally happens. Right. Um, other nods with his other movies. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Well, we got Apollo 13. Uh, yeah. He did run a lot to he, get to his, his back to his uh, tribe. Did a lot of running. Yeah. So we got. Um, I think you were out of the room, but there was that scene where he served up all that hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The <laughs> and hot then he was like, scene. there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. And then, the he, chocolate yeah. and then so. he was like, Wilson. <laughs> and there are going to be a lot of famous actors from the Spider-Man franchises. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Unfortunately, no. They weren't on screen. No. (laughs) They were in the background. You gotta look closer. You didn't see all the guys in Spider-Man tights running around? I did not see all of the different Spider-Men. No, I did not. 
It was weird that it was only in the 1800s one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a weird choice to put all the Spider-Men in. I think that's why this wasn't like a super hit because that just turned. There was no, yeah, no like, Spider-Man, no Spider-Man. Superheroes. What is he swinging from? There's no tall buildings. They're on a boat. <laughs> well, you had a guy swinging from the boat. There was there, there was, was a Spider-Man. So there was the first like that was that was the first iteration of Spider-Man of all time like ever. <laughs> all right. So we watched the movie, we've chatted about it. The only thing I didn't ask you guys um what did you think about the score? Did you notice it at all throughout the movie or You know what? I I noticed that it was a good score. I didn't notice that it like like fit with the plot as much as you had mentioned it would. Okay. Um, I just thought it was, it just sounded, it just kind of sounded like another good score for a movie. Yeah. yeah. Like I liked the score, but I, it didn't make any like major connections and maybe that'd be something maybe cause I was focusing so much on like the characters and I bet if trying I to figure out what was happening, I bet if I rewatch it, I'd probably pick on, pick up some more like little motifs mm. in there and, and, and th- that would probably link like characters and stories and stuff. Yeah. So. I guess I guess maybe I sold it the wrong way. I don't feel like the score necessarily. I mean, I think it does link the stories, but I think the score enhances the movie itself. I yeah, think if there was yeah. a different score in there, the movie wouldn't be hit the emotional cues. It wouldn't hit um, as much as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the task for this movie. Also, was in the original book and in this Frobisher is a fictional character who writes like one of the greatest scores or you know ever and they had to create this moving and and, you know Mm. moment and it's it 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 just I guess the way they also trick you into feeling that way too is to how it travels through that time where um Halle Berry's character in the seventies is looking for it. And like, you see the hippie Frobisher literally like listening to it. And it's just like those, like there's like something about it, man. It just like, yeah, it's like something happens. And she's even like, I've heard this. Yeah. I don't know how it was a cool cool. moment. Yeah. Um, all right. So obviously, um, we need the, the special set like other doof meter, because this is a, not like our standard movie where it's like, Hey guys, this has such an impact. You should have seen it. Right. Yeah. This is really just our our side doof meter, uh, our side piece doof meter, where we're like, <laughs> "Hey, did we like it?" Essentially. <laughs> so so um, so five being I liked it, one being I didn't like it. Yeah, it doesn't even get. Eh, it's a movie. It's like I didn't like this. Five being like, yeah, I really liked it. Five being, I like this movie. One being, Drew, why did you make us watch this for <laughs> yeah. three and a half hours? No, that's cool. I'll go with that. Yeah. Um, no, because I, I think even on the regular doof meter of like it permeating pop culture, I feel like since 2012, I could see how this changed the way that people do movies. And maybe it's just the direction that the the mm. this decade was going in anyways. Yeah. But... Uh, it's weird as hell. And that's a lot of weird movies now. <laughs> yeah, weird as hell. Um, don't tiptoe around and just give it to it. If it's a one, throw it out there. I don't care. I do. I really do. 
<laughs> no, it's it's not a one. I think I think it's a four. Oh man, you just like warm my heart, Brian. <laughs> I think it's four. It was, I really enjoyed it. And for three and a half hours, it didn't feel, it didn't really feel, I don't even know if it's, was it three and a half? No, it's almost three. Almost three. It's like 250. It didn't, it didn't even feel like that though. No, it, uh, didn't, it, didn't. Yeah. it really didn't feel that long. Yeah. I like wanted to know what was going to happen. I was actually yeah. worried that it was going to end at a couple points. Cause I was like, is it going to end here? Is this yeah. where it's going to, I, don't, yeah, I don't, don't know enough yet. Um, it was really interesting. It was really refreshing and different and, I definitely can see why people didn't like it or why it didn't like, yeah, why yeah. it wasn't like a top movie for people, but it's definitely like a, a really interesting thing to watch. Interestingly enough, it was a critical hit, but it was put out in one of the worst weekends you can release a movie. Warner Brothers really didn't know how to market this. It's mm-hmm. confusing. It's a weird movie. It's got great performances, but is that enough? And they dropped it. They you could tell they don't they didn't have faith in this movie. Mm. They dropped it on Halloween weekend. Oof. That is the oh. worst weekend you put a movie out. <laughs> that and Super Bowl weekend are <laughs> mo- weekends that you don't put out your top stuff on. Yeah. So they said essentially like we'll hope to see what we can uh what we can do. I remember Kevin Smith's uh, watched this. He had a uh, they were they tried to do uh do um for your consideration nods for this that year Academy Awards for the score mainly. And uh-huh. Kevin Smith talked for like 10 minutes about how amazing he thought this movie was. Hmm. I That's get cool. it. Do you know what I mean? Like I get it, but it didn't get the love. Yeah. It didn't get it. Like I said, I told you in the beginning. This got a 10-minute standing ovation at the Toronto Film Festival, which is a huge film festival. Right. That's cool. It it says something when movies Joker got a 10 minute standing ovation. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is like, it's a, it is to me, it's a special movie, but I don't think it was put out the right time. I don't think it was marketed the right way. Yeah. Um, and I think that hurt. I think that hurt it. If they'd put it out one week later, I think they would have made more money. I think they would have had better options because when you start November, you're starting getting into tent poles again, big movie tent pole movies, and you're starting to get out your award season stuff. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I think it was just the wrong time. Okay. For Brian, Joe, what'd you think? I think if you were to ask me in a year after I rewatch it in a year, sure. I would totally say four maybe even five. Okay. Right now I'm going to give it a three. Totally mm. cool. Because I definitely liked it, but I think, I think it could have done a little, like it could have been a little smoother with some of the connections. Cause I was almost like really looking for those connections because I was like, it's not just going to tell me six stories is six, five. How many stories? Oh crap. There? I don't even remember six, maybe five or six, six. I was like, it's not just going to tell me six stories without connections. So I was right. like really looking for the connections and the connections were kind of just like not there for some of them. So mm. I was like, okay, well that's not what it's about really. It's just kind of the right. six. So I don't know. It, I guess it led me into certain directions that didn't end up following through when it, it, it didn't mean to lead me in those directions. It kind of meant to be something else. Mm. So, a three. I liked it. Um, I think if I were to rewatch it, I would pick up more things and I'll I agree. like it more. I think if yeah. you rewatch it, if you do give it another chance, you'll see underlying things. Cause that's the one yeah. thing about the movie is they don't, they, f- they don't force you 
to find connections. They give you a few of them that are very obvious. Yeah. They throw the obvious obvious ones out, but every story is connected to the other ones. You just need to see and find those links. And some of them, like I said, I still notice new things every time. Pretty much I watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah. There's cool. something in almost every single story that's a repetitive nature. Right. So, yeah, totally cool. It would be really cool to see a, an edit where somebody like puts the full story in a block and then you see it chronological like, you see order. A chronological. Yeah. Yeah. You see a chronological without like skipping around <laughs> or anything. You actually watch it. Um, the beginning, the first like two minutes of that movie where they show the, all the characters and the mess that they're all in. That's the quick bit where you're like, it, it's, it's meant to hook you. If you're not hooked, then you're going to be like, okay, what am I going to watch? Yeah. <laughs> but, Every other story, every story is then told in chronological order in non-linear fashion. So it's not chronologically by the year. It's story yeah. one, here's the beginning of it. Story two, here's the beginning of it. Story three, here's the beginning of it. Story four, here's the beginning. And then they go back and forth. Yeah, but they, they only do, um, show you a little bit. Each story reaches yeah. its finale yeah. at, the at the same time. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... It's not from here all the way here. And I think the reason being behind that too is that if you were to learn all the details in this first story, then it is almost like they're spoon feeding you how now this one goes into yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah. And they want you to to see the details. They want you to be surprised that wait, so many four or five one is actually the one they're the one we're seeing is actually the one that they're worshiping. Like mm-hmm. these are the, the details they want you still that they want you to see it and it hit you instead of right. seeing it play through. And I, Plus I there's think, just like a tasty moment where like all of the finales are happening at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. finale, yeah. finale, yeah. finale. Yeah. And you're not like done processing yeah. the last one yet. And you're on to the next one. Some of the dialogue in the movie too. Um, I just think is so clever. It's so clever and so interesting. I, again, some of it is like our perception. Like they're like, let's just write it fancy. Like, but I still dig it. Like when Hugo Weaving is literally telling his daughter and son-in-law, he's just like, your works are going to amount to nothing. If you're going to try to free slaves, all you're going to do is be a drop a in drop. a limitless ocean. And what's his comeback? Snappy as fuck. What's an ocean, but a limitless amount of drops. And you're like, shoot. Got him. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, um, I, it's another one I love is Frobisher when he's one of his letters to Sixsmith. It's the um, the moment that when Sixsmith ends up calling uh, Louisa Ray to come, mm. it's over. Not the moment he dies, but when he the letter where Frobisher is writing, he says, "I'm hooked on this journal about this guy going with Pacific yep. and he's dying." And then what's the line? It says, uh, "Can you can you inquire one for me?" Because as you know, a half. Uh, finished book is a half finished love affair. I was like, oh man, like uh, yeah. it's it, it. Oh, like dude, like come on, that's very good. It's just like so clever and like a lot of the music cues, a lot of the the, the moments, the acting. Again, we we talked about how Frobisher and Sixsmith never spoke a word to each other in this movie, but the whole time you feel their connection. Mm-hmm. You really feel their connection. Right. 
that's fucking good acting. Yeah. For someone that doesn't even have a, a line together. And they they give it to you. They show you, you. It's not just in that story. It's that 70s story where we see how much he actually means to him, too, because he's rereading the old letters. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this. So there's a great emotional hit to me personally in it. There's the music does it. I mean, I had to buy the score immediately yeah, after yeah. and it's a good long score. I love when there's a friggin' long score. <laughs> Cause sometimes I get something like, I'm like, Oh man, the score for this star Wars movie is great. And it is, but it's like 45 minutes. And I'm like, well, the movie was like two hours and 10 minutes, man. Like, <laughs> come on. But just like, reuse the same score. Yeah. Probably. Just reuse it. But like duel of fates, but so, um, that was long, right? Um, it's another one that just gives me joy. Um, yeah, guys, I I like the fact that you guys watch this with me. I really do love it. I, I'm I'm glad that you guys uh, enjoyed it too. I'm glad it was confusing. It's I still don't fully have everything put together, but I just really enjoy finding the new things here and there. And I like. I don't know if it's my own. Th- theory of if i believe in reincarnation or not Mm -hmm. or something more but i do like to try to like put forward good vibes and i try not to be the hugo weaving of the of the (laughs) world uh, or the hugh grants and just like think of myself not you hugh grant specifically yes you hugo weaving though um but like not think about it's just like when those ideas that i also kind of think about sometimes hit i like that um I like their take on the reincarnation. Death is a door. Once one shuts, one opens. Right. And, and it's like, that's such a cool take, man. Yeah. Um, radical. Thanks so much for watching this and staying awake. Uh, for <laughs> I know, this is a long uh, It's a long movie. Um, <laughs> it would have been fine. I don't know why you made us watch it twice in a row. <laughs> did you pick up on everything this time? <laughs> um, anyway, Brian, tell us about... Don't leave yet. Brian, no, no, no. Come back. <laughs> tell us about social media and stuff. What's our website called? Yeah, no, we'll be watching a lot more stuff. You can check out uh, everything up on realdoofs.com. Uh, Joe did a great job putting it together and it has a list of all the episodes and all the artwork and links to anywhere that you'd want to find a podcast uh, or you can just keep listening to it on the thing that you're listening to it on right now um, and then you can also use Instagram to check out um, any like hints or tips about the episode um, or connect with us on Twitter or Facebook or you know whatever you use sweet cool alright so now get out Brian, there, did Brian's people say anything so, in this movie? Brian is so tired. He's so glazed over. He's like... He's, he's just really, talking. really trying to think of that yeah. exit line. Yeah, what's the... Uh, Come on, man. Tell me the true true. The <laughs> true true? Yeah, give me the true true. Something something hot chocolate? Yeah, yeah that line. <laughs> the hot chocolate There's line. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> was going to be on the ground and Toby Maguire would have been like, rise, Miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miles. 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 Rise. Miles. Anyway, let's uh, do All this. the Spider-Men yeah. are in you now. <laughs> A thousand generations. Um, I am all the Green Goblins. <laughs>
and I am all of the Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm uh, all the Peters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>